The Chris and Joe Show. Brought to you by Parker and Sons Heating, Cooling, Plumbing, and Electrical. A-plus rating with a better business bureau. I'm Chris Merrill. He is Joe Huizinga. And Joe, the one of the stories that broke yesterday, and, and I remember talking to you yesterday, I think I remember talking to you about it, maybe I hallucinated this, was, uh, hey, I think they're going to legalize magic mushrooms in Arizona. Mm. And you said, that doesn't sound right. And I said, no, I'm pretty sure. At least this was what I believe I dreamt. And then I found an article that said they might legalize magic mushrooms in Arizona. So dreams do come true, Joe. Yeah, we want to learn all about magic mushrooms. So joining us right now, Will Humble, the executive director of the Arizona Public Health Association. Will, tell us about magic mushrooms. Well, good afternoon, guys. So uh, just going back just a second for a sec from what you said, this bill wouldn't actually legalize recreational use of magic mushrooms. What it would do is uh, require the state health department to offer licenses for clinicians that want to set up a practice um, to give to treat people with um, psilocybin, essentially magic mushrooms for certain kinds of conditions like, for example, PTSD. Uh, there's also some anecdotal evidence that it's useful for end-of-life palliative care for people with a, a terminal illness who are trying to come to grips with end-of-life. There's some evidence that using psilocybin can help with that, too. So it wouldn't, you know, the bill wouldn't say you can just take magic mushrooms recreationally. It would still be a criminal offense in that regard but for people that have conditions they would be able to um, go to a clinic that's licensed that would then be able to provide treatment with uh, psilocybin or magic mushrooms well you just spent an awful lot of time telling me that this is not the same as legalizing marijuana it seems that those who oppose this are they keep saying well this is exactly what happened with marijuana we were told it would help and then all of a sudden it became a party drug uh and this is exactly what they're trying to do but as you just pointed out, this would have to be in a clinical setting with licensed clinicians. That's a little different than somebody can now grow their own weed in the backyard. Yeah, yeah. No, it, that's what this would do is it would set up a pathway so that those people that want to try the therapy uh, with the understanding that it's not approved by the FDA. And there's you know, it's not like medications that are proved safe and effective. This is not that kind of treatment because it's still in the experimental phase. But it would provide those folks that want to try it an opportunity to do it in a safe way that's regulated. So it's, yeah. Yeah. Will Humble is the Arizona executive director of the Arizona public uh, health association. Uh, So will, how can we do this? It seems like a catch 22. We can't legalize it because there's not enough research. We can't do research because it's not legal to, to be able to study. How can we do studies if there isn't some at least, uh, uh, legalization for research purposes. Well, so the mushrooms that they would be using in these clinics, again, assuming that the bills pass and everything, um, and that the governor signs it and the health department finishes the regulations, the, the mushrooms would come from an approved source. So the DEA has um, authorized the growing of these psilocybin mushrooms in a laboratory here in, in I think it's in Scottsdale. And so you so that would be the dope, you could only use the mushrooms that came out of that facility for the kind of treatment that is contemplated by in the bill. That'd be part of the regulation then. 
Correct. It would be that, the, right, the state health department's regulations would, I hope, say, and the mushrooms need to come from an approved facility by the DA. So in a sense, it's not totally off the grid, you know, and because yeah. these mushrooms are from a, a, a place where that are authorized to grow uh, the mushrooms, and, and it would be in a clinical setting. So I'm for it. I think it's a good thing. Um, there are people who want to try this that may or may not work for them, but the downside is pretty low. I mean, it's not like there's terrible side effects and stuff to it. And there would be some guardrails around what happens in that clinical setting. We're talking with Will Humble. He's the executive director of the Arizona Public Health Association about magic mushrooms. Should they be approved for medicinal use here in Arizona? Will, let's go through pros, cons of of magic mushrooms. Give us the pros. Yeah, yes. Yeah, the pros are that there is some anecdotal evidence and it's promising that it can be helpful for people with uh, PTSD um, first responders, uh, you know, veterans, people were in war and that kind of stuff. Um, there's also, in, in, you know, pretty good evidence that it's helpful for some people at end of life with a terminal illness. Um, the, the downside, so I think those people can benefit from it, and maybe some other populations that we'll find out later would benefit. The downside, in my view, is that uh, for people, for example, with generalized anxiety, as an example, where there are approved, safe and effective uh, therapies, medications for that, that they would say, well, you know, I don't want to take the FDA-approved drugs. I want to experiment with the mushrooms and then forego a proven treatment for one that's experimental. So that's the downside of it. Um, but in my view, the potential upside is 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 uh, is high. Is there's a more of a potential upside than downside to it. And like anything in public health, you know, that we do or in medicine, really, you look at the potential benefits versus the potential threats. And then you weigh that in assessment and see if it's a good policy or good therapy. And in my opinion, this is a good experimental therapy. It's I think the bill is well thought out. It's from Senator Shope. And uh, I think there's good guardrails that, you know, that the the unknown thing at the end is how good of a job will the state health department do building the regulations that need to be in place to make this safe and effective, um, or at least safe. Um, and will they do a good job enforcing those regulations? And that's yet to be seen. And again, but I think the upside is better than the downside. And I want to clarify right now, just like you said, we are talking about approval for medicinal use right now. But let's play this out down the road. But in a clinic, too, not just mm-hmm. like, uh, hey, I'm going to this medicinal dispensary. Like Correct. We have the pot. Right. So, right. But, but do you see a scenario playing it out similar to marijuana where a couple years down the road we do start having a, a recreational discussion about it if it is approved in a clinic? For medicinal use, again, not at your home, but in a clinic, do you see this taking on the same you know, growth or pathway down the road to, you know, recreational legalization? In a word, yes. Really? <laughs> That's where oh, I think okay. this is going in the end. And what and do you well, think about at- what do you think about recreational use of it in a, down the road? Well, I, it, 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 this is a lot like medical marijuana. Remember, uh, I was the director of the health department when we started that back in 2010, 2011, and it did morph into a recreational program. Um, I think as when this becomes, I'm going to say when, I think this is going to happen, 
um, and becomes a clinical setting and, a, you know, a clinical therapy, uh, you know, I think over the course of time, there will be more and more stories coming out from people who have benefited from it. Um, and I, I don't see a whole lot of downside to it as long as there's good guardrails. And I, then I think people's perception of mushrooms as a recreational drug could eventually change and we could end up eventually, I'm not talking about today, but in 10 years, we sure. could end up being like Oregon, I think, where uh, it's a, you know, or decriminalized. Will Humble is the executive director of the Arizona Public Health Association. Will, I got uh, just a couple more questions, especially as we, I think there are other examples beside marijuana that we can look at. And I wanted to kind of grill you on that. And I'd like to do that on the other side. Cool with you? It'll be just a minute. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Cool. Very good. So we'll talk with Joe. Uh, there are other drugs that are being used for psychological therapy that are not taking the same path as marijuana. We'll evaluate that in a moment. Psilocybin is what you get when you mix, I believe, cow manure and mushrooms. Exactly sure how this has grown. Joe, we've been talking about the magic mushrooms. How could this not be popular? I mean, who doesn't want to mix cow manure with stuff? I don't know who the first person was to try this. Has always been what's what's going through my mind when it comes to magic mushrooms. Will Humble is with us. Will is the executive director of the Arizona Public Health Association. Will, can you help us straighten that out? At some point, somebody was cleaning up the field and saw a mushroom and thought, huh, I wonder how good this is. Uh, would that have ever crossed your mind, Will? Well, this has actually been going on for centuries, really. Somebody I had mean, to be the first, indig- Will. Somebody had to be the first. Yeah, yeah. Indigenous tribes, I think. Or, well, I don't know if they were tribes back then. Indigenous people in North America and probably in other parts of the world, too. I, you know, this has been – people have been using uh, psychedelics like this for probably all of mankind. So – You'd have to go back a lot of generations to find that first person. So that's interesting that you would say that because it's been going on for a long, long time. And this is one of the parallels it does have with marijuana. I was reading some of the opposition. The opposition is that well, the only reason that anyone wants to legalize psilocybin, which is the magic mushrooms, for therapeutic reasons is so that they can, in the future, legalize it for recreational reasons. But there are other examples of drugs that I'm seeing being used in the... The, the clinical uh, world that you could make the same argument. For instance, I have a friend who has battled uh, treatment resistant depression for the last few years. And every single day I am relieved when I get a text or when I see that he's posted something online because I'm terrified. His depression has been so debilitating. I'm just afraid that one day I'm going to get a phone call. Right. Hmm. He did the ketamine treatment. He said it didn't really work for him, but he tried that. And I was glad that somebody who was otherwise treatment resistant was able to try something else. Ketamine, of course, is a big, scary word because you hear special K is on the streets and so forth. Will, how is how is psilocybin different than than special K or ecstasy, MDMA in the in the clinical uh, world? How is this different than those psychological therapies? Well, I mean, I think this would be different in the sense that there would be some public policy guardrails around how it was used and the ways it was used and who and who could you know participate in it yeah so you know, so, it's, so to me it's it's about and we talked about it in the first half you know it, it a lot of this has to do with the quality of the regulations that end up being built by the state health department and how well they enforce those things so okay. 
any public policy is only as good as, you know, how well it's how well the guardrail, how good the guardrails are and then how well they're enforced. That's the kind of profound thinking that gets you a talk show, Will. So be careful (laughs) when you throw that out there. So. I don't know. I, I, I think it's it, different in some respects. And, and like I said in the first half, I don't see this going rapidly towards recreational okay use, okay. but I do see it end up in probably decriminalization at some point, you know, taking it off of the, the criminal penalty Title 13 punishment list. Yeah. All right. Well, we're interested in watching how this develops. Will, it's been a pleasure having you on. Thank you so much. And we're hoping to be able to call on you as this develops. Thanks. Will Will Humble is the executive director of the Arizona Public Health Association. Joe, I was reading the opposition and uh, one of the op-ed columnists, who I like, by the way, um, and one of the wonderful things about the op-ed columnists at the Republic is that they don't want you to agree with them all the time. Mm -hmm. Just like you and I. We don't want you to agree with us all the time. Phil Bo, is it Boas? 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 I believe Boas. So he wrote this article uh, about Arizona legislature is lying to us again about magic mushrooms. Hmm. Now, how, what are, how are they lying to us? Well, that's a great question. He doesn't really describe how they're lying other than to say um, that they're not being forthright. In other words, he's saying that the whole reason to talk about legalizing psilocybin for for psychological therapy reasons is because you want to legalize it for frat parties. So it's the first step that leads down the path of the frat party road. Right. So he's like, no, they're not being, he says they're lying. So you start with the PTSD in a clinic. Next thing you know, it's, well, medicinal, you can do it at home. And then before you know it, it's with your bong and your keg stand. Then you've got your side of shrooms. In the uh, story that the Republic had that Boas quoted, he actually quoted the the gentleman we just had, Will Humble. Uh, And Humble, according to the AZ Central, explained that once Arizonans grow comfortable with clinical use, another law could decriminalize the mushrooms. He said as much here with us the last couple um, segments that we've had. Uh, Saying, I think it's a bill. I think it's building a path to making this part of the fabric of Arizona. To which Boas says, the fabric of Arizona, any guess what that is? Toga, toga, toga. Bose, I applaud your writing. Really well done. However, your tactic is stale because this whole the other side is lying to you and they're going to destroy America is such an age old political uh, scare tactic. Chris, Come on, it's just lazy political writing. I like to think when you come to work that you're an adult and you make adult decisions yeah. and we work with a bunch of other adults. I've never done marijuana in my life. I've never done shrooms. Yeah. My attitude is if you want to and you do it on your own time, I'd be okay if shrooms were legalized today. Now, I'd want to see more research done in terms of, hey, should you get in a car and drive if you're under the influence no or something on that like case. this? Yeah, certainly okay. not. Yeah. But again, to me, you you penalize what you do in that car if you are high on shrooms, if you choose to make that poor decision. That's mm. how I look at Very it. Very libertarian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically, if it doesn't harm somebody else, right, mm-hmm. then why do I worry about it? Yeah, and especially That's your if you're going to sit in your house and, and you want to trip out, what do you, yeah. you want to say, I mean, my roommate at times has come home and has said like, oh, Joe, I'm seeing three heads right now. And it's like, 
Good for you, man. Like that that's great. Like doesn't little make, did he know Joe adopted a Cerberus. It doesn't make me <laughs> run and go grab my no, bed sheet. Nothing. Nothing on the Cerberus. That was way too nothing big of a word. Line, I, that nothing? was way over Are my you head. Nothing on that? No, but it doesn't make me run to my linen closet and grab my bed sheet and throw on the toga and think, <laughs> Hey man, can I join you? It's like, hey dude, what you want to do on your time? Cool. Yeah. Doesn't mean, ooh, I want to go and try that too. Maybe some in Arizona will. I'm okay with You're that. You're fine with that. And listen, to each their own is sort of where I land on it. Like yeah. you, Joe. To each their own. One thing that he did talk about was the palliative care. And that is that if somebody is near the end of life, there's signs that this may help them with the coping with the end of life, a terminal diagnosis. My take is, I think there ought to be a bucket list drugs. If you're at the end of life... You can have whatever you want. You, you want to try heroin? That's fine. You only got six months to go. How's, never never done crack? Thought you'd give that a shot? That's fine. You got six months to there go. There was a story care. I saw the other day out of New York. It Look was at a, Enrique. He's like, I wish I got a terminal illness. It, it was a former doctor here in Arizona. I believe he's in his 80s now. Yeah. And New York was looking at charging him because he helped somebody in New York. I'm not clear if they were terminal or not. And their life. Mm. Much like you, I agree. If somebody is terminal, meaning they're not going to make it. They've exhausted yeah, all their it. medical options. Yeah, dead man walking. You know, cancer, something else that's awful. Yeah. They're in terrible, debilitating pain. Imminent. Imminent death, yeah. I'm okay with that. If I you want to do some shrooms, okay. It's a bucket list. Is it going to make you zone out for a little while? Enjoy your zone. All right. Enjoy the zone is what I say. Uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Neil Young, Joe. You were t you were talking about that the last couple of days. Yeah, he's coming to Talking Stick uh, Resort Amphitheater with Crazy Horse for the Love Earth Tour. Tickets go on sale tomorrow at 8 a.m. You can win a pair right now by visiting the contest page at KTAR.com. UFOs, Taylor Swift, all coming to get you. The threats come to life in today's volley. That's next on the Chris and Joe Show, KTAR News. Chris and Joe, afternoons 2 to 4 on KTAR News 92.3 and the KTAR News app. I'm Chris the Merrill. Chris and Joe Show. I'm Chris Merrill. He's Joe Izenga. I talk too soon. Touching on the other big headlines and then asking life's most important questions. We will tickle your brain bone. Uh, Pablo out today. Enrique in. Enrique, uh, you have to earn your spot on this one. So um, if you have something good, jump in. But otherwise, shh. all right, here we go. You just uh, shushed him. I shushed him. I pre-shushed wow. him. I did. Uh, listen, we got word yesterday that Preston Lord's death is officially ruled a homicide. That seemed obvious. But an investigation has to be thorough. Are we, the public, rushing things and pushing enforcement to move more quickly than they should? Or is the public pressure good for accountability, Joe? The public pressure is 100% necessary. Okay. Without the public pressure here, I don't think we'd ever get any answers. I don't think we'd be seeing press conferences from any of the police departments going on. Certainly not Gilbert. If the public weren't holding the feet to the fire in mm -hmm. Gilbert, no. would they have ever put this together that there was gang-like activity? I'm not going to say it's a gang because it hasn't been declared Maybe that Maybe because of the videos that the goons themselves shot, which you pointed out was perhaps one of the most it's stupid criminal things that is you what could it is. do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but short of that, No. I, I don't think so. All right. It takes the public and the incompetence of the potential criminals themselves to All have right. gotten us to where we are. Point Hyzinga, service your way, sir. <clears throat> uh, point 
something stuck in my throat. Half a second, please. That, that worked really well. President's Day. <laughs> uh, President's Day coming up on Monday, Chris. Yeah. And a survey finds that seven in 10 voters would fail a Civics 101 test. Two-thirds of people out there... Um, Two-thirds of respondents took high school civics, but only a quarter were very confident that they could explain the workings of American dem- democracy. Um, buh, 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 buh. There were a couple things in here that I thought was very interesting. Uh, surveyed 2,000 people. One-third did not know the three branches of the federal government. Mm-hmm. About half correctly identified Congress as the branch that creates the laws. Mm-hmm. So these are not my questions because I I know you're like, okay, civics, do I know it? Am I going to pass Joe's test? Yeah. My question is, what should we do about this? Should civics be taught in all classrooms? If so, at what age? Or is this just one of those things that, hey, it's America. We we go through class on these things, and if you forget, you forget is cool. Listen, my, Pass the shrooms. I had, my oldest son was uh, pulling C's in sixth grade, and I expected more out of him. And I went and I talked to the teacher. You expected more C's? That's what you were going to get. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I went and I talked to the teacher and I said, listen, this is... This is not living up to our standard, right? So what do we need to do? Hmm. Uh, And the teacher said, look, some kids are just average. Now, I got to tell you, don't ever tell a parent that their kid is just average when the parent expects more, (laughs) right? Because I can tell you that that did not go over well. And C's are not just average I always thought C's were below average. She says C is average and some people are just average. Average. Very few teachers out there who actually have that C is a standard approach. Yes. No. That's it's like, the lazy teacher who's like, hey, I'm doing the best I can here, and you just need to accept Billy for who he is. The teacher was A, terrible. But B, it gave me this thought, this perspective that in some cases, average is terrible. Maybe C is average, Joe, and maybe people are just not going to get it. I went through public school. I know the answers to all the civic uh, tests, or at least most of the questions anyway. I don't think you're going to trip me up on that. No. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I paid attention. I passed those classes. Yes, it should be taught. It should continue to be taught. It has importance. But also, unless Kim Kardashian's talking about it, half the country doesn't care. If They're you like, can't pass a test, should you be able to vote? Uh, yeah, you should. I mean, that's, I mean, idealistically speaking, no. Right. So that only people who know what they're doing are voting. But that's not how democracy works. You got stake. You got skin in the game just by being here. So, yeah, you get to vote as much as it drives me nuts. That's I I don't want to I don't want to limit people's right to vote. I'm going to give you two points as something clearly just got stuck in your throat. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is. Uh, 12 News reporting that some people who saw the aerial advertising being pulled by plane around the valley last week. And you saw that it was the, the banner that the. The planes were pulling over the, the, the you didn't see it? No, it was no, right over your house. I saw something else. Unbelievable. So it was right over the open. Oh, no, no, no. It wasn't yes. a plane. There was, was a plane it was pulling not a, plane. a banner. And I, some people are saying they was. saw a UFO. It was. It was not a I UFO. I know it was a UFO. Don't lie to me, Chris. It was a UFO. These boogers took pictures of the plane <laughs> pulling an advertisement. And the, I don't even know what it was this time. I've seen that before. Verizon used to do that. I know what too. I saw. Okay, and oh, all right, Joe, let me ask, who was sponsoring this UFO by chance? Did you happen to know, was it like a T-Mobile sponsorship? The one I saw was a local nursery. Okay, so it was like a Moon Valley UFO is what you're telling me. Is that right? Mm-hmm. One of those? Okay, mm-hmm. very good. 
appreciate that. Have you ever seen something explained, unexplained, or out of this world? I have not. On TV, sure. Yeah. Actually, in the sky, no. And when I saw that story, I, I love 12 News. I, I love all our local TVs, all our uh-huh. local you know, media out- yes. outfits. But when I saw that, I was like, clickbait. Can we just admit, as soon as I looked at that, I was like, that's a plane pulling a sign. And you look at three or four of the photos, you can see the plane pulling the sign, and they still turn it into a story. Oh, it's clickbait. And that's where I say 12 News. You can do a little better. You know what? To their credit, they just... I thought it was a fun story because oh. they they were kind of like, hey, everyone. Low-hanging fruit. They were sort of like, hey, everyone, this is clickbait. And I appreciated that out of them. Mm. Joe, I'm going to let you have the game point here. All righty. We're heading to Mesa, Chris. Uh, visitors to a park out in Mesa are calling 911 to report an alligator. <laughs> it's uh, lingering in the water. Speaking of clickbait. <laughs> yeah. No cause for alarm, though. No. Because uh, according to city officials, it's fake. Mm-hmm. It's a fake alligator. They have it in place so that uh, the faux alligator is there so that uh, birds and turtles yes. can sun themselves. On the alligator. Yes. Okay, the good. fake alligator. Right. Those so are what, the dumbest birds and turtles ever. What I want to know <laughs> is if you saw this out in Mesa, uh-huh. would your gut reaction be, I need to call the cops, or would it be, Hey, that thing's not moving. 100% honest, I would stare at it for a while, and I might even go so far as to throw something at it. I lived on a lake in one of the little lakes there in Mesa, right? For for four or five years, I was there. So we walked around that an awful lot. We would see animals that lived there. They were always in motion. Hmm. If I saw the alligator... What would first probably cross my mind is somebody let out an exotic pet and it's living here. And oh, my goodness, look how large it's got. I might think that. Okay. Okay. But I would also stare at it for a while, probably throw a rock to see if it moves before I before I make a fool of myself and call 911. But I don't dog the people who did it because, again, intention was good. They're checking up on it. I like the sage advice you gave me a weekend or so ago uh, to jab something with a stick. You poke it with a stick. Yeah, isn't that what you would do out, yeah. in, out in Mesa? It's, and hey, did, w- just walk up to the gator and try to poke it with a stick. Yeah, Joe, how'd that turn out with the homeless guy? Um, I don't know. You just walked away, didn't you? No, I called. I called a number. Yeah, and they came out and checked. And you weren't even there. You just took off. I did not just take off. Should've I just, I did my due diligence and called the non-emergency number. And then, but did you even poke him with a stick? I did not. See? You treat alligators better than you do homeless people, Joe. Unbelievable. You're the worst. (laughs) Two of a kind, a matched pair, peas in a pod, Bruce St. James and Gatos are none of those. That's why they're great to listen to. And you're going to see what I'm talking about. It's next, KTAR News. Chris and Joe, afternoons 2 to 4 on KTAR News 92.3 and the KTAR News app. And you'll find us on the socials, Instagram, the Chris and Joe Show, and on Twitter and Facebook, Chris and Joe KTAR. Joining us in the studio right now, a host of Outspoken with Bruce St. James and Gatos is Gatos and Bruce St. James. So I feel like that worked out really well, gentlemen. Thank uh, goodness we showed up. <laughs> we just talked with... Um, uh, Will Humble, he's the executive director of the Arizona Public Health Association. We talk about magic mushrooms. I was listening yesterday on my way home as you guys were discussing the whole psychosilbin legalization thing. And, uh, and I mentioned this to Will, too. Get your thoughts on this. I have a feeling there should be, like, bucket list drugs. If you have three months to live, okay, 
You're talking if you're terminal, yeah. You're terminal, right? You've got three months to live, and you go, oh, my gosh, I'm not going to make it. Have and the doctor it. goes, okay, great. Well, here's a prescription pad. <laughs> yeah, whatever you want. Right? You want to try crack? Great. Give me crack. But now with with the mushrooms. Right, I think CVS should dis- should. They should have like a separate section at CVS. They're saying that would be the bucket list med section. Okay, with the shrooms, that's in a clinic, and that could be for PTSD. It could be for a few different things. Obviously, not just terminal care. That's serious. I like I like I like the sillier angle. I I I like the idea (laughs) of of it is Friday. Well, like I'm thinking of taking up smoking, Mm. and I know that you know you don't hear that often from people of my age. But my thought process was okay. It could bring the voice down a little bit. That would wouldn't hurt quite honestly. Um, I don't want to smell you. Yeah, but but here's the thing. They always say like you know smoking, you get lung cancer, it's kill you. I get all that's a little thing I'm written on the pack. yeah? Yeah, yeah. But I'm of the age now. Like, what are the chances of it killing me? Like I should be able to smoke. It looks kind of cool. Yeah, you stuff. never get it after the first. I'm pack. not gonna get. I'm not gonna get it for like 20, 30 years. Big whoop. Yeah, I'm not gonna last that long. Have you seen me drive? <laughs> I mean, come on. You've broken every bone in your body. Hello. Yeah. And so I'm thinking maybe I should take up smoking. No. Hey, now that we're off on this tangent, I gotta start. Can I? We got a, a couple minutes here. You've been racing for how long? 20, 25 years. Okay. At some point. Okay. Is there a moment where you break enough bones that you go, no. No, forget about it? No. Is there a moment? You know, it's you- not the bones as much. I uh, The thing that's going to catch up with me is the head injuries, uh, the closed head injuries, the concussions. Well, got, ten concussions. I got bad yeah, news for you. Nine or ten concussions. Nine or ten. He's like an NFL quarterback. Level. I was going to say, at this point, you can't even quarterback the Dolphins. Yeah, I could barely blink my eyes in unison. At some <laughs> point, doesn't it get expensive dealing with all these different things? I it mean, does, yeah. If you were to stop this hobby, it would be... I wouldn't know what to do with all the money. <laughs> <laughs> I'd get into trouble. See, I don't want to... Think ta- about this racing keeps me out of trouble. I don't want to talk to the guy who's had all the concussions. I want to talk to the guy who has to work with him for three oh, hours every yeah, day. Yeah, that's a great you're lucid. point. You're fine. I've been relatively <laughs> lucid. You know. It's not like you're Biden. It's not like you're forgetting, like, you know, how to end sentences. Yeah. I know the difference between Egypt and Mexico. You show up on time. You know where you're supposed to go. Yeah, I don't wander around the studio. Pyramids are pyramids. Don't worry about which continent they're Copy that. What are you guys going to have on the program today? We're looking forward to it. Uh, Gilbert Goons, you know, our our friend Rick Keener, whose son was attacked, uh, the kid who uh, attacked him. Is not going to get nailed, right. and so That's we'll crazy. talk about it. Keener's most likely coming on the show. Good, we talked to him today. We're just trying to finalize a time to have him on. And is this is this kid getting some special preferential treatment because of who mommy and daddy are? Yeah, hmm. That's a question. We had callers that were saying that earlier too. Like it, it's it smells fishy. How's that? How do you show up to a fight? The other five have all been charged. And they're by the way, charged. there's evidence of you threatening the yeah, person. Yeah, you show to... up in this bladed stance, they say, which I take to mean your dukes are up. Yep. And again, in Arizona, that's assault right yep. there. You, you can be in fear for your life, but no, we're going we're gonna to drop that case. Hmm. It's fishy. It says uh, Mrs. Pohl yes. to uh, Gordon. Absolutely. <laughs> Gentlemen, I'm looking forward to it. I listen every day on the way Thank home. You. It is uh, Thanks, it is part of my routine. It will be part of uh, my Rock routine Chalk for J-Hawks. a very long time. Rock Chalk Jayhawk. <laughs> Thank you very much. I appreciate that. In reference to the shirt, if you saw us at KTAR.com today, you see I've got my Jayhawk shirt on. That it was just to uh, rile up one of our sports producers. Mm. Joe, got a great week. Well done, my friend. Looking forward to next week. Are you planning on being back next week? I'll be here on Monday. Okay, good. Looking forward to that. <laughs> you gave me that look like I need to know something. No. We'll talk to you Monday, 2 o'clock. Chris Merrill, Joe Heisinger. It's Chris and Joe Show, KTAR News.